Children of God, because you carry the Holy Spirit, you have everything you need. You don't need a flashy suit. You don't need the $300,000 Mercedes Benz. You don't need to have it all together. You don't need to do everything on your own. You don't need to devise some great plan on your own because you think that everybody else is doing it better than you. You don't need to do it like that. breakthrough as always a week of revelation as always and a week of everlasting joy peace and happiness from the holy spirit i mean you know what i tend to say the same thing over and over with each episode but it really is true you know when whenever you're filled with the spirit whenever you're filled with the holy spirit it always just seems to supply you with a never-ending joy, a never-ending peace and goodness and kindness. The fruits are always in great abundance whenever you have the Spirit. Amen. So I pray that each and every one of you have received it. And if not, you know, let this episode be the start of that. Let this episode be the beginning of a beautiful transformation for you. Amen. Because today's episode is called The Disqualified is qualified. And I came about this episode because, you know, we all fall into the ruts. We all fall into the struggles. But God has a very, very different perspective. And I want to share that with you all. But before I get into it, I want to say a quick prayer. Father God, in your mighty and holy name, Lord Jesus, in your mighty and holy name, let many signs and wonders be done through this episode. Let many signs and wonders be done through all those who hear this message. I plead the blood of Jesus over this vessel, Father God, over this microphone, Father God, over all of those who hear, Father God. I pray let your will be made manifest through all of us, Father God. Let this podcast episode be the very beginning of a revelation in the spirit, of a breakthrough in the spirit, of a chain break in the spirit. Father God, be my voice, be my mind, be my eyes, be my ears, be my mouth. Command the words I need to speak and the wisdom I need to impart onto your people. In Jesus' name, let your will be done today, tomorrow, and all the days of our lives. Amen. All right, guys, so going into it, the disqualified is qualified, and I'm going to be reading from Joshua 1.9, and then I'm going to jump all the way to Judges uh, 6, 12 through 18, and reading into it in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit from Joshua 1.9, have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage, do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Jumping to Judges 6, 12 through 18. And this is the story of Gideon. This is the story of Gideon and the Midianites taking over the land of Israel. And Gideon was part of 
the smallest tribe. And if there's anyone who ever felt disqualified, more disqualified, Gideon certainly fit that description. But reading Judges 6, 12 through 18, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Gideon said to him, oh, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles, which our fathers told us about, saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, go in this might of yours and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? So he said to them, oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. Then he said to him, if now I have found favor in your sight, then show me a sign that it is you who talk with me. Do not depart from here. I pray until I come to you and bring out my offering and set it before you. And he said, I will wait until you come back. Lord Jesus, in your mighty and holy name, I pray that this word penetrates, breaks chains, breaks chains, intercedes for all those who struggle with a spirit of infirmity, all those who struggle with a spirit of confusion and a spirit of torment. May all of these things be casted down in Jesus' name with this message I have tonight. Allow your daily bread to be given through us. In Jesus' name, amen. But children of Yah, the disqualified, is now qualified. Take back the land that God said was yours, like Gideon. Cross over the river, like Joshua. And no matter how much you feel disqualified, you are indeed qualified. Why? Because that qualification is only you crossing over the river and you stepping into land that not only God promised you, but God has prepared for you. A lot of times we think that, that nah, like, well, well, what if I actually be, be, be uh, 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 successful where God is trying to take me? You know, what, what, what if God actually gives me everything that I want and I can't handle it? No, 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 children of Yah. Jesus said, where I go, I go to prepare a place for you. And wherever God's voice is, children of Yah, so is your victory. And when God speaks to us, we have our victory. Because God speaks in completion. Where he is, it's already done. As soon as he speaks what he promises you, it's already done. And the only thing you need to be qualified in receiving it is crossing that river. But, you know, what ends up happening is, you know, we have days when we feel like we're amazing. We're doing amazing and everything is just going right. And then there are days where you feel like you're not even close. You're like, man, 
I feel so down and out today. I feel so, so bound and, 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 and constricted. Like, I, I feel like, like, like no matter how hard I push, I'm not even going anywhere. It's, it's like a, it's like a mule that won't move out of the mud. And then the spirit of infirmity wants to attack you in your most vulnerable area. See, children, y'all, let me tell you a story. When I first started the podcast, I wasn't exactly sure if I could do it because I was never really an enterprising person. You know, I never thought of myself as someone with with uh, uh, some kind of vocal presence or radio presence. I mean, you're listening to the guy who never really said a single word as a kid. He just pointed at everything and then hid behind someone when they wanted his attention. It even got so bad, children of y'all, that my mother took me to a doctor because I was just so scared to speak as a little boy. But the doctor said, there's nothing wrong with him. He's just a very quiet and shy boy. And so I was always very reserved and I was always held back whenever the spirit pushed me to say the truth. I always held that back for fear of rejection. So needless to say that there were times when I disqualified myself by isolating myself. And most of the time, children of y'all, I lived in what I call the Disney bubble, where I waited for someone to pop up out of nowhere and just change my life, like the Blue Fairy, or like Peter Pan did with Wendy, or when Belle came to the Beast's castle. Because I was just so scared to put myself out there. How many of you can relate to that? How many of you can relate to to falling into the Disney bubble where you just wait for something to change and you just wait for years and years and years, but you you won't take one step forward because you feel like the world is gonna laugh at you. The world is gonna ridicule you and put you down. That was me, children of y'all. That was me. But nobody ever came. And the longer I waited, the more pain I felt. The more I took myself out of the game, the more I disqualified myself. And the truth is, we all struggle with these thoughts, children of y'all. Some of us, even the strongest of us, even have disgusting thoughts, uh, vile thoughts that the enemy tries to convince us that we are the nastiest of the nastiest human beings. Matthew 15, 19 to 20, Jesus says, For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness or lying, and blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man. So we all struggle with these thoughts, children of y'all. We all struggle with these thoughts, and believe it or not, God knew that this was going to happen. Genesis 8.21 says, And the Lord smelled a soothing aroma. Then the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake. Although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. And so God knows that we get disgusting thoughts. 
And children, I want to be the first to tell you that just because you get a disgusting thought, it doesn't mean you're disqualified. Because the Lord has given you everything you need to cast that thought down. More on that later. But sometimes we have a tendency of of putting ourselves in a box and limiting what is possible because we're so used to seeing things go a way that is less fortunate. Or we see others strive to be great and it looks like they have rockets strapped on their backs. It looks like they're reaching for the stars. It looks like, you know, they got it so easy. Everybody thinks that everybody's doing better than them because we pull up at the gas station and, you know, we're driving the hoopty, but the chick next to us is in a $300,000 Ferrari or Mercedes. And then she comes out with, with all this attire and, and Gucci and, 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 and 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 all and all this and, and we just and we just standing there like yo what am, what am I doing with my life but we're so used to seeing it this way but because we fear that the task is too great for us to become more or do more or that we'll make fools of ourselves we back it down and we settle for a life of mediocrity and quiet desolation i like to call it I know the term is quiet desperation, but I like to call it desolation because while you live a life of quiet desper, uh, desperation, you just end up feeling worse and worse as time goes on and then you die in little ways. And that's why I call it quiet desolation. But thank God for God, children of y'all. And thank God for who he is. Isaiah 55, 8 says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. Children of y'all, the Lord sees it all differently. And no matter how down and out you might get, the Lord will always see it differently. You might feel that two plus two is four, right? But God might say that two plus two is whatever I say it is. It won't make sense how God blesses you once you realize you're qualified. It won't make sense that you don't have two nickels to rub together and then next thing you know, the financial blessings just start pouring in. It won't make sense that all your life you struggled with your health, but because of the spirit inside you, you end up transforming your body in record time. It won't make sense. The thing you worked years for all on your own and you've only gotten 10% of the way there and in two or three days, he pushes you well past 100%. It won't make sense when all the doors begin to open for you where they were previously locked, barricaded, cemented, and sealed. And you were pounding and you weren't going anywhere. And the answer was always no. Now all of a sudden it's yes, yes, yes. It's like a jackpot machine. Why? Because you're more than qualified, children of Yah. Because of what you carry. Because the Lord sees it differently. His will 
supersedes all. And the Lord saw it differently with Gideon. He saw it differently with Joshua. He saw it differently with David. And he saw it differently with Samson. While we're up one minute and then down the next, our God that we serve, our awesome God is unchanging and constant in an ever-changing situation. Hebrews 13.8 says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jeremiah 17.5-8, through 8, thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land which is not inhabited. But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes. Will not fear when the heat comes, children of God. But its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. That blessed man is rock solid when his hope is in the Lord, children of God. And God needs to be constant. The reason why he needs to be constant is because we need to see that there is always a way to make it back to the kingdom. That's why the kingdom is a God, is a foundation built on the rock. That's why whenever you see them building a house, the first foundation they lay is a foundation of rock. And it's the hardest foundation to build. But once it's built, it never moves. It never wavers. It never shifts. It can last for thousands and thousands of years. Isaiah 28, 16. Thus says the Lord God, behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not act hastily. And it is through this foundation, children of Yah, that you can never be made to, to, to fail. It is through this foundation that you can never crumble it is through this foundation that you can never fall. For the strength of the Lord is made perfect in weakness. Whatever you feel you lack, the Lord is both constant and gracious to provide all. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. First John 2 27 says, but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you and you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie, just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. Children, of God, because you carry the Holy Spirit, you have everything you need. 
You don't need a flashy suit. You don't need the $300,000 Mercedes Benz. You don't need to have it all together. You don't need to do everything on your own. You don't need to devise some great plan on your own because you think that everybody else is doing it better than you. You don't need to do it like that. The same anointing teaches you concerning all things. The Holy Spirit is the one that gives you all that you need. We may not always feel like we have it all together, but we have to come to a place where our vessels always have room for the Lord. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? whom you have from God and you are not your own for you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's children. Y'all, it could even be said that this is the real qualification because we are blessed Not based on how cool we do what we do, but we are blessed because of what we carry within us. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so the good news, getting into it, the good news is that the Lord has given us everything we need to cast down these thoughts that disqualify us. 2 Corinthians 10, 4, 6. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. This is our greatest weapon, children of Yah. Our greatest weapon is that what we carry in us has the power to qualify us. What we carry in us has the power to silence the negative thoughts. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Romans 12, 2, the verse that got me into Christianity. And do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We have to transform our minds, children of Yah. We have to transform our minds and get rid of this stinking thinking that continues to disqualify us. If you always feel you can't cross the river, you'll never cross it. But if you have that one little small voice that says you can, as Jesus said, faith of a mustard seed, one of the the smallest seed on the planet, that one little inkling that says you can is more than enough. A cracked open door is still an open door, children of y'all. 
it's still an open door. Romans 13, 14 says, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ, put on the Lord and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. Put on the Lord, put on his blood, children of Yah. Put on his blood, put on his garment. Crucify that flesh and know what it is to be qualified, to feel qualified, to do as a qualified person does. You say, but how do I even get to this point consistently over and over again? Because, you know, I have my days, Shaq. I have my days where I feel good. I have my days when I feel bad. It's just a roller coaster. I feel like I take two steps forward, but I take six steps backwards. How do I keep this feeling over and over again? Number one, children of y'all, the first thing I would encourage you to do is to not let it be a feeling, but rather a conviction. Because when we respond to our feelings, our feelings are the way we are manipulated When we respond to our feelings, it allows an open door for the devil to claim legal access that we may never know the priesthood of God. Mark 5, 36. As soon as Jesus heard that the word was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid. Only believe. And so number two, don't allow, I said in number one, don't allow it to be a feeling, but rather a conviction. Number two, you just make a decision to simply believe. You say, but Shaq, I do believe. I do believe that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. I do believe he died on the cross for my sins. I do believe. I believe. Well, do you? If all that is true, then why is it that whenever the money gets funny, you stop worshiping the Lord? Why is it that whenever something goes wrong, the first thing you think about is skipping church, skipping Bible study, skipping reading the word? Now, I don't really feel like reading the Bible today. I don't really feel like praying today. I don't really feel like doing the Lord's will today. I don't really feel too well. Why is it that whenever the money is good, you equate that to being blessed? And whenever the money is bad, you equate that to God forsaking you. Is it Jesus that's your Lord and Savior? Or is it the money that is your Lord and Savior? Your feelings, your situation, your car, your family, or the one thing that controls you? If it's these things that control us, children of Yah, then we have to consider that Jesus might not be the Lord and Savior we think he is to us. As hard of a truth that is, it's a truth that may be, in fact, why we choose to disqualify ourselves. And then what we have is, in fact, a private altar and a private idol 
that we choose to put first before the Lord. And when Jesus Christ, children of Yah, is truly our Lord and Savior, let me tell you something. The signs are very clear. The will of the Lord is made manifest through us. And the power of the Holy Spirit is there in great and everlasting abundance. And our faith produces the real works of the kingdom. And I don't want you to misunderstand me, children. No way do I encourage a works-based salvation because it's not about I got to try harder, but rather is your heart open to receiving the king? Are you ready and willing to turn away from your old habits for good, to never do them again, never do them again? Are you ready to transform your mind from doing things your own way to awaiting the order and go ahead from the Lord or in everything from brushing your teeth to making the biggest decisions of life? Are you ready to always be last in order to be first? Are you ready to always Present the sacrifice to the Lord first thing in the morning and last thing at night, whether you feel like it or not. Are you ready to sacrifice sleep to do the Lord's will? Are you ready to do the one thing that goes against your flesh for the kingdom of God? Are you ready to suffer the persecution of telling the truth to the world for the sake of the gospel and the kingdom of God? Are you ready to go and do where most won't go and where most won't do? Are you truly ready to be a kingdom man or woman? Children, yeah, this is what we're qualified to do, but it all starts with believing and taking that first blind step. Hebrews 11.1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Hebrews eleven six going back, it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Children, it's going to take believing in something that is hard to see through carnal lenses, but very, very crystal clear to see through spiritual lenses. When you believe, that belief carries you through anything you've ever done before. Matthew 17, 20. So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. And children of Yah. The impossible becomes a very real possibility for you. A very real possibility. You'll be able to move the blocks from your mind effortlessly. That ceiling that you could never get past, that always limited you, 
that always made you say, well, I guess I'm only as good as this. And I guess I really can't expect too much more than this job, too much more than this car, too much more than this relationship, too much more than this apartment, too much more than this situation. It would be too much. God can't do it. I only had one miracle. I used it up a long time ago. Or I'll wait until my relative is in the hospital to use up my miracle. And then after that, I'm on my own. Oh, you only have a one miracle, God, huh? How many people understand that we serve a multi-miracle God? How many people understand that nowhere in the Bible does it say every person gets three miracles? This ain't Aladdin. You don't get three wishes and then that's it. And God is not a genie. Your heavenly father supplies your need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Your heavenly father is the one who makes the impossible, like I said, a very real possibility for you. There's nothing that you can't do. Mark 16, 17 through 18, Jesus said, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. And they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Children of Yah, that fire that was once so daunting and scary, all of a sudden is rendered ineffective. And like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the fire in you that is the Holy Spirit consumes you and no weapon ever formed against you shall prosper. I've been to a lot of churches where it's very obvious where the signs that Jesus spoke of, it didn't follow them. I never saw them cast out devils. I never saw them speak with new tongues. I never saw them take up deadly serpents. I never saw them lay their hands on the sick. I never saw anybody recover. A lot of people just seem to stop at believing in Jesus. A lot of Christians, they fall into the trap of thinking, well, all I got to do is believe in Jesus and then I go to heaven and then it just simply stops there and then I just live my life. They begin to fall victim to this once saved, always saved mentality. And if it's not the once saved, always saved mentality, they just think, oh, all you got to do is believe in Jesus and and it's there, right? No, Jesus said the signs will follow those that believe. When you truly believe, children of Yah, you'll see chains break in the spirit. You will be able to cast out devils in the spirit. You will be able to speak a language that was unknown to you. You will be able to heal a person from an alcohol addiction, from a pornography addiction, from a party addiction, from a drug addiction from a money addiction. You will see the miracles in your life. These are the true remnant that believe. Don't fall victim of being in a church that limits and puts the Holy Spirit in a box, children of y'all. 
Because if you're not seeing the spirit move among the brethren that surrounds you in that particular house of worship, something's wrong. Something's wrong. And you're being led astray. I'm not going to say they're evil. I'm not going to say your pastor's evil. But what I do want to say is maybe they don't understand it themselves. So take it upon yourself to allow the anointing which lives in you teach you concerning all things. Like it says in 1 John 2.27, allow the Holy Spirit to teach you. James 1.5 says, if there's any one of you without wisdom, let him ask of God and without reproach or reprimand, it will be freely given to him. Ask God for the wisdom. Matthew 6, says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, trust the Lord with all your heart, lean out on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. 1 John 4, 1 says, but brethren, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether or not they are of God, for many false prophets have gone out into the world. Children of Yah, you have to make sure that the anointing is qualifying you. You have to make sure that you're not being led astray because for many, many years, I let my disqualification go on longer than it was supposed to go on for because I was learning from the wrong people. And I was receiving the wrong information. And I never saw these signs and wonders. I never saw these chain break. I never saw the chain breaking. I never saw the miracles. I never saw the healing. I never saw the restoration. I never saw the revival. I never saw the redemption. I saw people get sad and cry on the floor. And then once church was over, they went back to the same old, same old until next Saturday or next Sunday or next Wednesday. Children of y'all, don't fall into this trap. Don't fall into this trap. And so the fire is that is in you is the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit is supposed to consume every inch of your body. Why? Because you are now a soldier of God. You are now a son of God, women included. And sons of God have no fear of their disqualifications. Like Paul said, I gladly boast in my infirmities. I gladly boast in my infirmities because God told me my strength is made perfect in weakness. And sons of God are very privileged in carrying their title. And when they're asked to lay down their crown at the feet of our king, they do exactly that. And their faith has made them very powerful. And the one thing that disqualified them has now become their greatest qualification among the army and ranks of the Lord. This is what it is, children of Yah. Joel 2.11 says, The Lord gives voice before his army, for his camp is very great. For strong is the one who executes his word. For the day of the Lord is great and 
very terrible. Who can endure it? And children of Yah, the sons of God, the qualified, they await and hear the voice of the Lord, for it is their salvation and their victory and their fight song. So in closing, I'm going to say this. You are more than qualified. You are more than well-equipped. And if you receive this message, this can be you. This will be you. And if you desire more than anything to be a son of God, then so it shall be. Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. But children of Yah, walk in redemption. And let your heart be with the Lord. And let his voice and only his voice qualify you. Don't wait for the pastor. Don't wait for the prophet. Don't wait for the minister. Don't wait for the apostle. Don't wait for the teacher. Don't wait for the intercessor. Don't wait for the deacon. Don't wait for no one. Let the Lord qualify you. Cross. Cross. Walk tall and walk tall knowing that you're walking towards victory. You're walking towards the thing that will transform you in and out. You're walking towards the thing that will transform you from a quiet, soft cat to a loud, ferocious lion. The bird becomes an eagle. You are more than worth it, children of Yah. You are more than worth it. You are now qualified. Guys, that's all I have for today. I pray that you guys go sow in Jesus' name, go grow in Jesus' name. Don't forget to subscribe. New episodes come out weekly. You can follow me on Instagram or Yahweh Rise. You can email me at yahwehrise at gmail.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Yahweh Rise Podcast. My name is Shaquan Woody. The disqualified is no longer disqualified, children of young. Walk in your qualification. I love you all. God bless you all. And have a good evening. Thank you.